insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and the agency owner of Portal Insurance here in Mobile. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome my friend, Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? The best I've ever been. I love this so much. I'm so happy to be here today, guys. We're in Mobile, Alabama. I'm down here with my beautiful wife, Kim. It is 857 degrees in the podcast studio. Listen, Bradley, need to tell the story. So we had a promo to cut five minutes ago for an event that we're going to in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Scott's supposed to lead the promo. And he's supposed to come out and he's supposed to say, insurance agents and marketing professionals from around the world. So instead of that, I lead with insurance pretzels from around the world. <laughs> and I thought Bradley Flowers was going to fall in this floor. He laughed so hard. <laughs> we invented a new product, insurance pretzels. <laughs> hey, if somebody out there is a graphic designer and wants to put something together like insurance pretzels for <laughs> us, like a logo, that would be the most hilarious thing ever. So please ever, do that. Why don't we ever ask for that? Like other podcasts, oh, no. the, the guys will be like, hey, somebody do this for yeah. us. And sure enough, they, somebody yeah. does it. I, I do. You know, what, one thing we could do is, you know, we just got back from a state association event in Tennessee. And the only reason that happened is some of the young agents yep. asked the people in charge to bring us in. And from what I've gathered, it was one of the better parts of the event, according to some of the people, not not my words, theirs. You guys want to set your state associations, we'll come. Yeah, just, just got to tell, tell somebody. Tell, tell the folks in charge, and we'll, uh, we would be happy to do that. As I like to say, we'll load up. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll load, load up. up. <laughs> Guys, we've got an outstanding podcast for you today. I am truly excited to have a friend of mine here on the podcast, somebody that I've spent just a little bit of time with in the the, the big city uh, of New York, and uh, we are excited to have him on the show. As I always say, our mission on this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can. Our responsibility is is to put stuff out there in, on our podcast in terms of technology to let you guys know about what's out there and what's available. Doesn't mean you got to use it, but at least the next time you're sitting with somebody and they say, hey, have you tried blah, blah, blah? You can say, you know, I haven't, but I know exactly what that is because I heard about it on the Insurance Guys podcast. That is one of the three areas that we try to hit on. We try to have agent owners, agent owners on here to talk about what they're doing that's making them successful, technologies that can help you and your efficiencies in your agencies, and then what's the third one, Bradley? I can't remember. I don't know. You kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, sorry about that. I think the third <laughs> one is sometimes we like to bring on younger agents that are just getting started in the business. Yeah, kind of yeah, absolutely. One-man shop type mm-hmm. thing to try yeah. to help folks out. You know, you interview a, a Chris Paradiso or a Jeff Roy or Mike Stromso, mm-hmm that provides so much great information, but sometimes, you know, for, for a, maybe an, another one man shop who's right. listening, it may be better to bring in another one man shop Absolutely. that's that's super successful. So yeah, that's we right. try to bring in people that, that relate to other agents as well. I, try to Absolutely. cover all ends of the spectrum. And guys, yeah. I am excited to introduce my guest today. I am overly excited. I could literally flip this freaking yep. desk over right now. And, and it's, it's their company is something that every agent should implement. Absolutely. 
So let me go ahead and get this thing going. Ladies and gentlemen, he lives in Austin, Texas. He is married to his beautiful wife, Megan, and they have three children, beautiful babies, Paige, John, and Redford. He is a graduate of Texas A&M University, home of the 12th man, and he is the co-founder of ePay Policy, a digital payment processor that is changing the way independent agents collect funds. Being an entrepreneur at heart, Todd is always looking for solutions to complex problems and trying to streamline workflows around the office. When he's not helping agents speed up his receivables or working on, this, on his short game, he loves spending time with his family. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you the co-founder of ePay Policy, Mr. Todd Sorrell. How are you, Todd? Man, I am doing great. What an intro. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, it's the one you've always deserved your entire life. You just got it. I love it, man. I feel like I should be running out on a, on a football field right now with Kanye yep. blaring and high rows or something. I'm going to just jump right into this because it's kind of what we're talking about. My favorite part about the trip to New York and doing the podcast with Gary mm. is that shot. If you guys haven't seen it, go on YouTube. It's it's on the Insurance Guys YouTube. It's on there. When you start your intro uh-huh. and Gary's sitting there, and so just to – Add context. When we walked into the room, Gary was in the room next door in a what appeared to be a very serious business meeting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he kind of gave us a look like, "Oh shit, I gotta go to this podcast." Mm-hmm. And he came in there and he had his finger in his mouth, like chewing on his fingernail, and he was a million percent thinking about the meeting before. Mm-hmm. And Scott goes into his intro, and the look he gave you was absolute. He was just like, "What in the tarnation is like?" I know that's not what he was thinking, but what in <laughs> the world is this like well what what y'all probably don't know is i look i leaned over to him right before i did it and i said hey man i want to apologize up front for what i'm about to do just (laughs) hold on just a second and he's like so i'm sure he was like what is this guy about to do right now but uh yeah it was pretty cool to be there with him man it really was i was excited i i think you busted off script there right from the beginning by telling him hey i feel like we've been known we've known each other for years yeah and uh, that got him a big old grin, and I yeah. think he was certainly certainly engaged from there. Absolutely. And we gave him his present, the check, you know, which, you know, was obviously not correct factually about what he may have to pay for the New York Jets one day. But just the, as he said, <laughs> the, th- awesome. yeah, the thought that counts, I think that helped a little bit too. Well, Todd, let's talk a little bit about ePay policy today, the insurance industry. Before we do all that, though, why don't you jump in the passenger seat of my DeLorean and let's go back in time just a little bit and tell our listening audience kind of how you got into insurance business and bring us up to today. Absolutely. Sure. Let's go back in time here, man. I'd have to push, the, I'd have to press the button, take us back to 1979. Ooh, I was five years old and uh, my first job, I think it was my first job, I emptied ashtrays in my father's agency. Mm. Got a quarter for each one of those ashtrays. and uh, I got the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they were rating, had the phone on their ear, and uh, it was smoky, and got the upgrade one day to the printer room, as you mm. can imagine that. And uh, the dot matrix was screaming, and perforated paper was everywhere, and I was taking reports to offices from in the round. And so that's really the genesis of my experience in insurance. But all good, yeah. Uh, insurance is a wonderful industry. I cannot say it enough. I know Chris Paradiso talks about that, too, about just how uh, incredible our insurance agents, our, our insurance industry is from on the independent side because we can truly go out there and deliver solutions mm-hmm. uh, that are unique and customized and tailored with a professional right there next to them 
um, in their DeLorean on the passenger seat, guiding them through the process of risk coverage. And so I just can't say enough how blessed I am or we are that we're in this space. And uh, it's truly been a great ride. Started a premium finance company back in 2002, mm-hmm. and uh, which, you know, is kind of a segue in a way into payments and uh, different kind of types of payments at that time, uh, being paper and ACH and uh, wires at the time in uh, about 2014 when we started ePay Policy. You know, the company started because I ran into my co-founder at a one-year-old birthday party. Wow. You know, of all of all places, you know, one-year-old birthday parties are about smash cakes, and uh, I think the adults having a, a cocktail or two. But he and I struck up a conversation, uh, just an idea that we had around payments, electronically uh, accepting those payments, and how that's done today in insurance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Millen, my business partner, is on the product and technology side. And mm-hmm. one lunch led to another and we jumped full-time into ePay policy to really just let's help agents uh, go from paper to digital and on the phone and mobile and offer clients just a way to pay online and speed up receivables for agency. I yeah. love your pitch too. We speed up receivables in the insurance industry. We want to destroy the paper check. Straight to the <laughs> point, it's catchy and it tells you exactly what they want to do. You don't get past the first floor for your insurance speech. You know, they say your elevator speech, you know, they say get in an elevator with somebody, you've got 10 or 15 seconds to do your elevator speech. Well, you can go from yeah. ground floor to first floor and there you go, you're yeah. done. Oh yeah, just to accent that, we have a, we had a local graffiti artist in Austin, Texas, paint something on our wall and it's Godzilla burning paper checks. That's awesome. So it's this big mural we have on our wall if you come by sometime. Inside or outside? It's inside. I got you. I think a lot of people with their one-liner or their elevator pitch, and I'm thinking about that first line on LinkedIn that appears below your name, they're either too straightforward or too foo-foo, too try to be too catchy. And what I like about yours is it's like, it's a little creative, but it's right. It tells you exactly what y'all's mission is. Right. Yeah, and that's the point. Todd, let me ask you this question. Let's talk about the independent agent out there that doesn't know, you know, he's one of our, or she's one of our listeners. She doesn't understand what ePay policy is and how it's any different from, let's just say their their premium finance company, but maybe they're using right now. So talk to our audience today about how they can utilize ePay policy, speed up receivables and increase efficiency in their agency. I'll bring up an example I think that every agent has certainly been in before, and especially when it comes to ENS business, which is agency bill, mm-hmm. where it's that uh, pesky down payment or a pay in full that you have to collect. And let's say it's Friday at 445. That's the effective date. You just got all your numbers back from your, your markets and you're ready to go, ready to move forward, but you have to collect the down payment to bind it. You don't want to go into the weekend and risk the fact that there is a claim or something happens because at that point, are you really covered or are you really not. There's a lot of gray area in that. So what we do instead at 445, well, how would you collect the payment if you have a client on the other side of town or even in another state? You can't wire funds after 3 p.m. Eastern. ACH, I think, payments, bank-initiated ACH payments stop at the same time too. So what would you do? ePay policy would give that agency a link that they would have, a URL through their browser, and it's mobile compatible, whether Apple or Android, they would would get that link right there. The agent could text to the insured and tell the insured, hey, Jana, make your payment. Here's your down payment. Here's the amount owed. And they could take that link, make the payment. 
when they hit send, everybody gets e-receipts and there's your binding notification right there. And it integrates with your management system. That's right. Yeah. And that's certainly where I think we're really where the future is going with it, within regards to payments is that information, that payment information, Jana just entered on her smartphone ports and writes right back into the management system. Mm. Yep. And you know, it's one of those things. I, I mean, if that's exactly what happened to me and Todd, I know I've told you this story. I don't think I've told this on the podcast, but you know, I started my agency March 1st of this year. I did not know what I did not know. We wrote an agent. So, so we, we signed up with this ENS carrier. I'm coastal. So we do a lot of ENS homeowners um, or not a lot, but more than the average agent. And when I signed up, they actually gave me the option agency bill or direct bill. Mm. Well, I did not know that most ENS carriers who offer direct bill, the first year's agency bill. So we write this policy. It's a mortgagee bill policy. And uh, no, excuse me, it's not a mortgagee bill policy. It's a client bill policy. We write it. And then the carrier sends me the invoice. And I'm like, what am I, what am I supposed to do with this? It's, it's got, it had the net premium. And she's like, oh, it's agency bill. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I had not prepared my business plan to deal with that because I had the the intention of not actually dealing with any agency bill. Ha ha on me. And what happened is I called the client and like, hey, I actually have to take your payment. And she's like, okay, well, I really would like to pay you with a credit card to get my points. And I'm like, uh, how do I do that? I had absolutely no way to do it. And so right then I went from not being any credit card processing client to reached out. I think it was Seth I reached out to or somebody I reached out to and got me signed up. It wasn't Seth. Somebody that got me signed up within within 12 hours, I think, and we were able to take that payment. So, I mean, it's it, I think that you probably hear that story a lot, Todd. Yeah, that's quite common. Absolutely. Agents end up. You know, and here agents learn from other agents. They really do. And you guys being agents, man, you're uh, speaking the gospel here because you've been in it. You've been in the trenches. You, you've been on the claim side and the selling a policy side. And so, um, yeah, we have other agents that tell other agents about us. And those inbounds come in. And it's just like, hey, man, let me show me a demo. How does this work? And uh, we have clients and others. A lot of, man, I'm surprised how many agents out there are doing business in multiple states. You know, and I think technology is leveraged that way for a lot of agents that they have that capability to go beyond the state lines and grow their business in the way they'd like, especially if they're in a niche business, of course, in particular ENS. They can really, for example, they can grow wineries and breweries. Those guys can really spread their wings and go further now because of technology and also electronic payments. But yeah, like you're saying, they. My agents come to us and say, how does this work? Now, how, how am I going to do this? And the number one thing we hear is they call us and say, hey, listen, now, Todd, you know this is a commission business. And if I take this credit card, I'm not, I cannot afford to eat a fee. If I'm getting 12 points, how can I ever give up three or two and a half or three? And I said, well, I've got good news for you. The payer has a choice. They can cover the fee for those points or miles or rewards on their own, or they can flip over and do an ACH payment to you for flat three bucks but we're only going to net fund you the amount you're looking for. You know how it is at my home life. If mama's happy, everybody's happy. Well, I think at insurance agencies, if accounting is happy, everybody can be happy. Mm-hmm. So yep. well, I like to tell that because it's true. If, if I'm going to net fund you the amount, so that credit to your bank account will line up with that open invoice on that general ledger and accounting really likes that. So I know you guys have experienced a lot of growth in the past year. Are there any new things out there that you guys are planning or are doing that, you know, is coming down the pike here for, for ePay policy? Are you getting any other, any other industries besides the insurance industry? Well, the latter question, the answer is no, we're sticking to what we know and what we love. And that's the insurance industry. Um, And 
So, but what, one thing we've really learned over the last couple of years is we've really found ourselves in the middle of this ecosystem, particularly on the ENS side, where you have a, the premium finance entity, you have the retail agents, you have the MGAs and brokers, and you have the insurers, right? And there's a lot of money moving between those, whether it's return commission or return premiums or just really just submitted upstream premiums from, for example, the retail agent to the MGA or the premium finance company to the MGA. So one of the things we're looking at and we're really trying, we're really promoting because if you're a client of ours today, we just put it in your system. We just added it in there. And so you already have it today, but it's the capability for you to send outbound funds. Mm-hmm. So not only do we want to kill the paper checks coming in, I want to kill your paper checks leaving your operation mm-hmm. too. And so you sell a policy through Burns and Wilcox or RT Specialty or any markets you have, you can go in your dashboard today, click a drop down box, put the amount and hit send and get those funds out the door. Really? That's a big deal today. Right? Mm-hmm. We're, you got, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our clients saying, hey, talk, can you all know, add this or build this? And we listened to them and said, absolutely. So the last couple of years have been working on that. That is live now. It's in production. So if you are a client of ePay policy, you can certainly get not those know payments sent out. I love that mm-hmm. because I've tried to do the whole check by bank thing, and it's so inconsistent. And I mean, I had one guy that waited 21 days for a check. It just took the bank that long oh, to boy. send it to him. So I love that. Uh, and, and you know, the thing is, too, one thing I want to add, when you take a payment with ePay policy, it, so we took a payment yesterday while we were podcasting yesterday. I got to, everything my staff does to ePay, I get notified that way and kind of stay on top of it. I got notified somebody wrote a little $700 builder's risk policy. Um, I get an email today saying, hey, this money's coming. It's going to be in my account tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's in your account fast. Whereas a lot of other, you know, Square and some of those guys, it takes a, a good while for that money to appear in your account. Yeah. No, I think Stripe even has. Uh, like a five, six day wait on ECH. And and here's the thing. One thing I want to stress to people, agents out there, and I know there are some using PayPal and using Square and using Stripe, correct me if I'm wrong, it is actually against their terms of service for you to accept insurance premiums via their payment platform. So that can even get you shut down and get your funds tied up. Like you've got to use a company like ePay Policy that specializes in insurance. Am I wrong in that, Todd? No, that's absolutely correct. Uh, Our clients that do come from one platform to another to ePay policy, uh, certainly tell us that. You're like, you know what, I, out of the blue, I got an email saying they shut us down because we violated terms because we're in the insurance space. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love those calls, as you can imagine. We, we, we tell them, hey, here's kind of how we're compliant. Here's how we uh, fund you guys. Here's what we give you on your subscription with us. And, you know, I think clients love having no, if they go to the bank and say, you know, I'm going to go to my local bank and set up a merchant account agreement. And I'm going to take this route because I know my banker, my, I do my business there, you know, those merchant agreements are going to come with a two-year contract. They're going to make you buy swipe terminals. And it's just, there's a lot of friction around that. And when we tell them, hey, ours is, there's no setup fee or cancellation fee. There is no contract. Just go online and sign up and you'll be good to go in 48 hours. Man, just like you, just like you had with the, with the coastal non-standard Bradley. I mean, they just, they, they, they light up. They're like, Oh my gosh, let's get this going. So with this new, new way to send outbound payments, so I could effectively, take a payment with ePay and then turn around and send the money out to the carrier where I don't even have, like it's, it's seamless. I could do that. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Absolutely. Todd, when you, dro- yeah. when you drop down up there to do that, is there a list of carriers that are approved to send them to, or how, how does that work? Do you have to have, how do you, how do you do that part of it? Yeah, absolutely. When you go into 
the payables, I think it's a menu option on the left-hand side called send funds or payables right there in the, within your dashboard once you log in. When you go in there, you can click on a drop-down box to where to send those funds to. If, mm -hmm. if our partner, NGA broker or market out there, there's, there's some carriers in there too. If they're signed up with us, it'll auto-populate once you start typing that name. Mm -hmm. And then you put your amount in. You can even upload an attachment, and that would go with that would go with the email that goes to them, letting them know, hey, these funds are on the way. So if it was a statement or even an invoice that you wanted to attach to your payment, you can send that outbound too. It's only 50 cents. I think stamps today are right at 55 cents. Um, so again, really kind of coming in pretty inexpensive there to send that outbound, but it's super easy. It gets another thing off your desk. I know you guys are, the agents are so busy and have a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things, a lot of these carrier payment portals, I mean, some of them are charging 3% and stuff like that, you know, and I wrestle with that a lot. And one thing that I'm super paranoid of and super on top of is I don't want to be the guy that forgets to pay a premium. And so, I mean, I, I stay, I'm almost, and you can ask my team this, they'll all agree with this. I'm almost obsessively on top of agency build stuff, especially in this first year in business. I just don't want to have one of those mistakes. So the fact that that I could take a payment and then immediately send it back out. And like, I know it's done right. and I have record of, uh, this is where I sent it to you. I think that puts you guys head and shoulders above anybody else. And I'm, I mean, we're, we're implementing that tomorrow. Awesome. Love to hear it. Also, even on your direct bill business, we hear clients all the time say, you know, Todd, I don't want to send someone to a website like travelers or some other direct bill markets because I don't know what their sites are like and how easy or hard it is. And, I mean, yep. God forbid one of my clients has to remember one of their account numbers or I, they call me for it. But so the, a lot of them are sending direct bill business as regards to payments through ePay, their ePay policy website, and then they're turning around and the agency's submitting it upstream on the direct bill. Hey, Todd, I got, I got a question for you for some of these agents. You know, we have quite a few captive insurance agents that listen to this podcast. And I, I know that ePay policy is, is really designed for the independent agency force. And uh, you guys do a great job of getting out there in front of uh, all these industry events and things like that. Is there any, and I'm just asking because I don't know, but as captive agents are listening to this, is there any scenario where they might find ePay policy needed in their agencies? You know, I think so. And we've had several captive agencies uh, come over to us as customers because they're there's a line of business or two that they just can't write right. in-house or doesn't, doesn't fit in the box, you know, and uh, they either have a, co a cousin or a spouse or someone running an independent arm right. of well, uh, a lot of them have brokerages, you know, that's right. That's right. And so we do, we have a lot, we have many captives, especially with what's going on with nationwide right now. We have a lot of captives coming over to uh, you pay policy. Yeah, I, the, I guess the biggest compliment that I can give you is uh, Bradley and I are both signed up with ePay. I've noticed my agency is using it more and more. Uh, it seems like every month we use it a little bit more than we did the last month. So kudos to you. I mean, you've, you've got both of us signed up, and we've been extremely happy with it. I, I've never talked to anybody that, you know, put down ePay policy or said – anything other than it was a great opportunity for him. So man, thank you. No, no problem. Appreciate that. No. Yeah. Thank you for your business too. Much appreciated. We're, we're blessed to have clients like yourself that tell others about us and we get to grow business that way. Um, you know, one, you mentioned something interesting about just, you know, the last month was, uh, was half of what we did this month because mm -hmm. we're kind of growing into it. Right. You know, it's just, it's really like, 
like I guess really any technology that you implement at your agency, I mean, there's a learning curve there. And, there, and it is with anything, even as simple or as complex software can be today. I mean, there's a lot of management systems that have really pretty deep complexity to them mm-hmm. with tons of features and benefits. And um, I think a stat I heard the other day was like only 20% of agencies are really maximizing the, the features within manage their, their own management systems. But, you know, we, we measure same store sales with our clients and we absolutely do see that rise, that really large tick up those first three months of adoption. You know, one thing that I'm all about, and we just, we just gave a keynote on this about the ease of doing business. You know, the reason I do business with places like Amazon is because it's a great UX. It's easy to buy stuff. Like that's ePay policy, like aligns with the type of technology that I want to use in my agency because I could literally give it to my six-year-old right now and she could navigate it. Mm -hmm. It's that easy to use. And that to me, that is super important Mm -hmm. um, because I've seen some of your competitors and it's not that easy to use. Mm -hmm. That's probably my favorite thing about it. And thank you. Yeah. My, my dad taught me everything I know about insurance and his piece of advice to me when we launched you pay policy in 2014 is that you better make it super easy mm-hmm. because we don't have time to try to figure out your software. You need to figure out how we work. And he was right. That's, you know, that's, that's yeah. how it goes. And it's interesting, ease of use and in, in, in how we use technology today. I was, I think I was telling Paradiso the other day, you and I were laughing about, can you imagine shopping on Amazon and you did your reviews, you're looking at your product and you pick the color and you selected it. It's in your it's in your cart, and you go to the to the uh, after the shopping experience. You go into the checkout process, and right there at the end, it says submit a payment, and a window pops up and says mail us a check. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like that's insurance today though yep, in most right. places? Like, it's just kind of crazy. What where do you see that? And I'm asking this from a non ePay policy perspective. Where do you see the industry going in terms of the IE channel? What are some of the things you're seeing and things you think that are going to come in the future? And that, I know that's kind of a broad question. You know, we do, gosh, I have to ask, ask Seth this question. Our marketing director, we do about 40 trade shows a year. Uh-huh. So we really see a nice, pretty broad exposure of kind of the on-topic discussions today and what those are. And as you can, as you know, the four-letter word data gets used a lot and really for good reason. And I say that because data is, is the driver of AI. And AI is really comes down to predictive analytics. It's mm-hmm. understanding our customers and trying to really stay three or four steps ahead in front of them. And that, to me, is a big driver. Uh, seeing Seth Sarimba speak recently about his company, uh, Beatomic, and on a product they called Neon, it, it is fascinating to hear kind of how data is being used today and how really dialed in they're really getting with not only the engagement with the customers and trying to understand a way before the effective dates come around, but like really getting that communication out there earlier, trying to understand what that renewal is going to be about, but not just the engagement side of things, but it really is understanding to the client base as a whole and what makeup is that? Mm-hmm. What does your book of business look like? Mm-hmm. And what trends you within that book of business? Because data tells a story, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. And, and I think to me, one of the biggest things I'm really coming across a lot is people understanding the data, which can drive decisions they make for their businesses, which our agents can really 
put themselves in the right place, being in front of those customers down the road. But data and those future predictive analytics are really a big deal. And I really feel like it's going to be a big driver in the technology we leverage for our agencies, but the way we communicate with our customers and really just the deliverables, our service and the product mm-hmm. we put in front of them. Absolutely. Changing gears a little bit, what was your biggest takeaway from our Gary V experience? Our bi- biggest takeaway on that's a great question. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest takeaway for me was that I would, you know, honestly going in, I didn't know how Gary V, how he's going to really relate to insurance. You know, insurance is, people think of insurance, they think of just lizards and cavemen, right? Uh-huh. It's whatever's on TV. Yep. And, and I think, and I think when he got into it, I was really impressed with what he knew about insurance on the, on the IA channel, mm-hmm. the place that we, the place where we live. Yep. So I was really impressed with his knowledge on that and his knowledge behind that his message to all of us was when we were there is like, Hey, take control of your brand. Uh-huh. Remember that Scott him telling us, oh, and yeah. I think he turned around and looked at you and said, if you're not taking control of your brand today and putting out content right. today, you are behind and no one knows who you are. Right. And yep. it was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Gary, he really dialed in on, on the IA channel, what we're doing. That was a big takeaway for me. I'll tell you what mine was. And it was, it was more of a, a visual thing is, you know, we having been around him a few times in a, you actually the three times before that, that I was around him was in a social setting and seeing him in the middle of two business meetings, mm-hmm. hyper-focused, not super like belly slap laughing, you know, having a couple beers. It kind of showed me that like you could be a super nice, super cool, super personal guy, but at the same time be laser focused because it was it was almost like two different guys, to be completely honest with you. And I don't mean he was a jerk or anything like that, but just seeing him like from an operational standpoint, being inside that room, you know, was really, really cool. And kind of that that kind of I kind of took that away, you know, that like, hey, you can be, you know, you know, hey, buddy, how are you doing kind of thing while also being you know, super laser beam focused on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, agreed. And I think a large part of his success is he is so relatable, mm-hmm. whether it's a circumstance or uh, people he's in front of, the guy it's just really uh, knows how to dial it in and focus. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Todd, I got a question for you. You've mentioned your dad a couple times today. What was the best piece of business advice your father ever gave you? My dad biggest piece of advice was just do what you say you're going to do. And he's, of course the golden rule is in that Mm. too. Um, You know, just treat others like you want to be treated. But I think that goes in the same vein of saying, if I I told you I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to go out and do that. I want to deliver that because your name's on it. It's who you are. And that's how people are going to remember you. Whether they write that renewal with you um, or you win that new business, it's going to come down to like, did you really deliver on what you said Mm. you were going to do? And that's, one of the biggest things my dad taught me. Todd, as someone who goes to a lot of trade shows, talks to a lot of agents, probably knows more about a lot of agencies than a lot of other people because you're dealing with the numbers. Um, what do you think is the biggest mistake a lot of agents are making now? You know, one of the things I see, and this is just, and this is, Gary Vee talked about this a lot, about your brand, like an agency's yeah. brand. What is that? How does it feel? How does it resonate in the eyes of those potential customers out there in the marketplace today. And with that being a takeaway for me, kind of wrapping this together, kind of what we were talking about earlier, is one of the things I see agents not do is they, I think they quit a little bit early or don't go, to, go, don't go far enough with 
taken their brand, which is in Main Street right now. You got to know your community. They're brick and mortar. You, you know your clients. You sit down face to face, and taking that feel and that 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 brand that you created and with all those things that are behind it, those attributes behind that, taking that and getting it online. So it's really having a committed effort to engaging with those that may not know you through social media channels, through blog, putting blog and really meaningful information. I mean, you agents, y'all have seen and done so much out there and your experiences are experiences many people just don't have, you know, and that need, those stories need to be told. And what, I'm, what I mean by that is if agents were just to, able to tell a story through a blog or take a piece of an experience and really just unfold it a little bit more and tell that story, what that means, that's going to resonate with customers or prospects, especially that are online trying to find you. In other words, don't check the box. Yeah, just don't check. Oh, I did my tweet for the week. Well, it's not necessarily that. It's not your just one Instagram post. It's not just your one email MailChimp blast that you did to a group. It's just stay engaged. Don't quit on that. People are more and more going to the web and their smartphones to really try to find solutions for what they're looking for today. And that does include insurance on the property casualty side. So just be there, be ready, be a listener and just don't quit too early. So I see a a little bit. Well, what we, what we try to do, I mean, we, we ingrain in our people at portal, you know, we, we try to say we're, we're a marketing company. We act like a marketing company. We look like a marketing company. Our office looks like a marketing company. The product at the end of the funnel just so happens to be insurance. And it and it goes me and Gary V says that. Think of yourself as a media company. You know, we can sit here and pound the Gary V rock all day, but it's just it's because he's right. I mean, if if you can think of yourself as a marketing company, your first beeline of the day is okay. We're going to put out content rather than just checking the box. Okay, that's my Instagram post. You know, whereas your brain is always working. Like right now, we're at Container Yard where we where we record our podcast my six-year-old's here today she's with dad today container yard to take a picture of her out there working on her little craft and post that and say we take all kind of members big you know what i mean right. like my brain is always working in every scenario yeah. i'm in how can we take this and turn it into a piece of content mm-hmm. and if you do that consistently enough it will lead to people wanting to do business with you it's going to lead to people falling in love with your brand it's going to lead to people knowing what's going on and feeling emotionally connected to you and the end of that funnel it's always either a man, hey man, can I do business with you? Or B, hey man, would you do business with me? You know, yeah, I mean, that's right. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, people do business with those they like and absolutely. trust and know you can communicate and get, deliver that. And no, yeah, hey Todd, all the stuff that, and I'll close this up after this question. I, I know we've, we've, we're up on a deadline, and I, I know you guys got a lot to do today. Again, I really appreciate you being on the show. But as far as ePay policy goes and the different marketing. Uh, things that you guys do, whether it's social media, trade shows, whatever it may be. Uh, and I, I, I'm wondering this just from a more of a vendor, you know, insure tech type role here. What, what do you guys see in terms of the biggest bang for your buck in, in, in terms of reaching agents and getting people interested in ePay policy? That's a good question. Is it, is it more social media type? scenarios where you guys are posting videos and pictures and hey call us today or is it more the industry events that you attend and you know grip and rip or you know shake hands and and talk about it great question for us at epay policy i would say the number one thing that we and it's a joy for us we love getting out there and building these relationships is going to the state associations and working 
closely with them because they're lobbying for their agents. They're going to war for them, mm-hmm. of course, on just what, you know, state and local government. Uh, they're, they're delivering uh, software and uh, product products that will benefit the, their members. They're showing their members markets and areas that will really benefit them that maybe have policies and forms that may be new and different to the marketplace. And CE, of course, too. So I, they, there's some huge deliverables that associations today uh, really do well. And we really love going there and partnering with the associations. And that does mean going to their trade right. shows. And that does mean for us getting to know those young agents out there. We want to know the young agents because they're going to be leaders in our space one day. And that's important. So I would say the number one thing we do is really getting out there and getting to know our associations so that we can then turn around and work together so that we can, we can of course, meet their members and deliver an incredible product. But we want to support them in their efforts too. The IA channel is so important. We just want to be able to be supportive and, and contribute where we can with those state associations. That's a great answer. Well, man, I, I want you to know how much we appreciate you being on the show. I look forward to seeing you at, at some event or, or something that we're both at here in the next six months or so. I'm sure our paths will cross again. Yep. Um, if you need any. I appreciate yeah, it. You, and you know what? Bradley was so nice on this call because he could have easily brought up the fact that I owe him a steak dinner oh. because the Aggies lost to the what? Tigers. Let's talk about so. football for a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Well, I felt bad because I told Todd when we were in New York that I was going to go to the Texas A&M-Auburn game with him, and there was nothing more in this pl- – there, there's probably no other away football game that I would want to go to than Texas A&M. Wouldn't oh, you agree yeah, with that? Absolutely. And, um, it was on my birthday. It was perfect timing. And, man, I had just been traveling so much, me and the wife. It was just – I just needed like two weeks <laughs> not doing anything, you know. And so we bet a steak dinner on the game and – um, I wasn't going to bring it up, but he brought it up the other day. He's like, I owe you a steak dinner. So <laughs> just send me right. a frozen right. Salisbury steak, if you don't mind. That's what I prefer. No way. Hey, hey. The steak is just a piece for us to get hey, together. I, Austin is on my list. I want to go to Austin. Uh, heads up, big eye of Austin, maybe. But, yeah, I think Texas A&M has cert- certainly has a bright future. No doubt. Todd, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Guys, our responsibility is to get these technologies out in front of you. Maybe you use it, maybe you don't. But guess what? After today, don't say you don't know about ePay policy. Speed up your deliverables. If you're an independent agent, I would say that uh, you really need to take a hard look at these guys. Call them, talk to them, go look at their demo. Like I said, haven't seen anybody that started using them that didn't use them more. I think most independent agents, especially uh, if they start using ePay policy, will be glad that they did. Uh, I know we are glad that we did in my agency. It's something that we use regularly now. So, uh, and as I always say, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk. Stop shuffling paperwork. Go out into the big bad world and meet people. Uh, build relationships. Grip and rip. Sling your business card. Go make more money for your family. Make more money for your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents that are struggling and need help. And write good business for the agencies that you represent. And write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Todd. Todd, thank you. I love you too, brother. Hey. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. And we'll see you all back here real soon. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.